0: Hi there. So this is Carolina, and and I have here Georgi Oros with me, who has worked at many prestigious companies like J.P. Morgan and Skype and Skyscanner. But most recently, he's an engineering manager at Uber. Please tell us a bit more about yourself.
1: Hey everyone, great to be on the show and great to be on this first podcast. So yeah, I've I've been on the engineer software engineering industry for a while now probably over a decade i've started working at smaller companies initially and and smaller startups initially in hungary then i moved to the uk and the last few companies i worked at so yeah in london i worked at jp morgan then at skype also microsoft at the same time and um, then i moved to Skyscanner, which is a one of the well-known travel booking services and i'm now at uber for the past three years And at Uber, I transitioned to being an engineering manager. So uh, I joined as a software engineer, and I ended up leading the team that I work with. So uh, there's a lot of very interesting challenges on the other side of the table here.
0: Tell us a bit more about the challenges you're facing.
1: Yeah, so I guess everyone's challenges will be very different. For me, a, a big change has been the biggest change I've been moving to being an engineering manager, which is pretty much a glorified coach. So now my role as a manager is to help other people succeed. But interesting enough the problems that i that were really big problems for me as an engineer for example my code didn't compile i was really frustrated about it or uh i couldn't get my argument across on on one of the meetings and i lost sleep about it i no longer have any of those problems but Mm -hmm. i have completely different problems and they keep changing so the thing that that used to be a big challenge for me a year ago or or two years ago when i started for example how do i run a good team meeting or do people like it uh are are people are, are Someone was complaining about that it was too long. Uh, you know, that, that's now changed. And again, it's a different level. And I think that's the beauty of software engineering as a whole. And mm-hmm. also when you, when you work at a growing company, uh, that changes all the time. The Uber that I'm working right now is very different than the one three years ago. Of course, a lot of people heard the stories. You know, When I joined, uh, TK was still the CEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was none of the negative press that a lot of people heard or, or the, the turmoil from starting from Susan Fowler and then TK stepping down. And now, of course, it's a very different company again. But uh, this is true for a lot of other companies as well. So typically, working in tech, if you joined a company three years ago, the company is probably different, your team is probably different, and your role is probably slightly different as well, or or even more so.
0: Sure, sure. So I'm gathering that you, you enjoy this kind of shifting atmosphere.
1: Yeah, so I usually find it that... Whenever you learn new things, it's exciting and, and you're growing. So I actually wanted to work more on the people side and that's what management is is about <laughs> because I, I, I did a lot of things in tech. I worked in a lot of different tech stacks. I was lucky enough to start with uh, working on the web and then I did some backend and then I did some windows phone that I did an iOS and then I, I did Android. I was enjoying learning a lot of those things, but after a while, I felt that some of the biggest challenges working at Teams is actually the teams itself and the people itself and how do we work together as a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's, it's very funny to say, because I'm, I'm now talking with a lot of other software developers. I'm, I'm thinking of potentially writing a book about software development, but I, so I, I reached out to some of my experienced colleagues or, or past colleagues and asking them, what do they think is the most difficult thing about software engineering? And it's very inter- interesting to see the responses. The more experienced some people are, the more they will say people, people, or communication, and a lot fewer of them will, will mention code, or or tools, or or languages, or frameworks. Yeah. And that that's also a little bit about you know I guess the topic of, of this uh, this one as well. On and it's about growing people. How to help people get better and work better together.
0: Awesome. So now that we've come to the topic of our discussion, uh, mentoring, you are a very experienced software engineer and a certified scrum master, and you're a very engaging presenter. People should go look up your presentations because there are quite a few. You write about the importance of good writing. What would you say is the most invaluable skill when it comes to mentoring?
1: Maybe just taking take a step back. To me, mentoring was a really foreign concept before i joined uber or well maybe at my my company before Uber we at skyscanner i was actually starting to look for mentoring and i guess i kind of did mentoring but I, I never really heard or used the term before and i think this is kind of typical for software developers it's i mean the whole industry is, is changing a little bit where i think things are getting a bit more settled but unless you work at a really big company like google or someone who has like an official program you might've not heard of it. The first time I heard of it was at Uber people asked like, Hey, who's your mentor? And I was like, what is, what is mentoring? And we had an internal site where this was just set up. So I knew the word, but I just didn't know what it, what it meant. And actually looking back at my past time, I actually did have mentors. To me, a mentor is someone who helps you get better at mm-hmm. what you do typically in, in software engineering. So I remember vividly when I was a junior engineer, I joined the company and I was assigned some experienced developer to work on a project and we worked together. And that person actually mentored me a lot. They actually asked me a lot of questions. They challenged me. Uh, they didn't say that I was wrong, but instead they asked, like, "What do you think about this edge case?" So that that itself was mentoring. But I I never thought of it as mentoring, and I never even thought of myself mentoring other people, uh, even though I I probably was doing it, mm-hmm. for example, via code reviews or or via telling them, "Hey, I'd like to give you some feedback." So to me, that is a big thing of the software industry, and and. since i'm working at uber and where everyone's talking about it i think a lot more about it and i I probably use the words more as well for example in the a place where mentoring is quite common is the business world or or what i observed at least it's quite common to to say like hey who's who's your mentor Mm -hmm. you you read people's books successful entrepreneurs and they will say that they had these mentors and they actually you know follow the book in terms of asking for mentorship setting up an intro meeting having having regular check-ins and so on and so, so going back to the point of what are important things about mentoring, I think the first thing is just to know what it is and to know that mentoring involves someone who's more experienced in some ways. Mm-hmm. they might be younger even, but that's the mentor. And the mentee is someone who's, who's, who would like to learn something about that area that the other person is more experienced about.
0: How would you say you approach mentoring as a whole?
1: We can talk about both sides. So, how I approach it as as a as a mentee, because I am also like I also seek mentorship, and I, mm-hmm. I do have people mentoring myself, or as someone who is asked to mentor, or, or someone who sees a mentorship opportunities. Maybe let's decide which one to jump into.
0: Since you started with this, let's start with when you are a mentee, because probably most of our listeners don't view you as a mentee anyway.
1: Yeah. So, it, I mean, everyone is a mentee in, in in some ways. So, for me, my most recent mentorship experience when I'm a mentee is when I became a manager when I became a developer I thought I knew everything and and it took a few years to figure out that I got to the point where I thought I know nothing Uh, but when I became a manager I was thinking I I should be confident but I knew from my past experience that I probably don't know too much so I immediately wanted to have some mentors who can help me who are just more experienced managers in my case for example uh, who I can honestly talk about what I can just tips on, on how to get better and, and, and to get some honest feedback. So what I did is because I work at a big company that has a different culture than maybe some other companies, I really wanted to find someone within the company. And, and that's, you kind of want to decide there's two different areas. And actually this is, this is also true from uh, my previous company at, uh, at, at Skyscanner. So there, I also, I look for mentorship, but there might be some areas where you're surrounded by smarter people or, or better people than you. Then great. Especially if it's the same company, you can just go and approach them and say, that's what I did at Uber as well. I, I emailed a couple of people who I've talked with or pinged them and said like, Hey, I'm, I'm really looking for mentorship. Would you be open to having an introductory meeting uh-huh. uh, just 30 minutes and let's talk through of, you know, can we work together? Can you help me get better? I had something similar like that at Skyscanner as well. I was looking for mentor- mentorship as an engineer uh, and there, I talked with a few people, and at the time, the people I talked with, I didn't feel that they were really open, or 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 they were really open to sharing here. Or I didn't feel honestly that I had as much to learn in certain areas. So mm-hmm. I guess that was a failed approach there, but it was good that I tried. And here, I I have two or three people I talked to. Some said they're unfortunately too busy because they have too many other people you are talking with. But there was a person who who said, "Yeah, I'm really open. We talked. It was it was really nice, and uh, we initially." Started to just meet up every two weeks for. This was over video chat because she was based in San Francisco, um, and we we kicked it off right there. And one really important thing when you're seeking mentorship, I think it's really important that you're you're really focused. So it's not really fair to go up to someone and say like, "Hey, can you mentor me?" and then just wait for something. Wait to for happen. them to
0: do the work. You, you,
1: yeah, I, I, I view this as, as you don't want to waste anyone's time. As, as a mentor, you, you don't typically mentors are, are more busy or they often get more requests like this. So you want to really tell them what is it that they can help because people really want to help. When someone approaches me about helping a certain area, I'll, I'll, if, if I'm an expert or if I think I'm an expert, I'll be open to help. So the biggest advice I have is, is if you're looking for, for mentorship, figure out or make a list of the people who you think could help you. They could be in your company. They could be outside reach out to them and, and be specific on like, hey, I'd love to get for your help in growing in this in this area. In my case, it, it was just getting becoming a better people manager uh, or it, it could be learning about a technology. It could be being a more better communicator as an engineer, those kind of things and start with that. So then you can set the expectation. And the other really useful thing I, I found, which was a resource that we had inside the company there was a suggestion to set up an introductory meeting and there were a couple of bullet point lists of things that you could do at, at an introductory meeting. You know, it's, it's nice to set the ground rules of what would we like to get out of this relationship? How often should we catch up? what What is it that we should talk about the next three to four weeks? And the more specific you are, the, the better. So that's how I started. And and I, I always view it as having a mentor a privilege so i don't take it for granted it's important that you invest time in this so i I always prepare for for example for my or almost always uh for my my meeting with my mentor so i put together things that i'd like to talk about things i like to share or get the feedback and honestly i think this is how you can actually have a relationship like this going because my mentor has no real obligation to spend time with Mm -hmm. me they're doing it because they're getting something out of it clearly they're enjoying it they might be learning they might be just enjoying that uh, they're they're seeing how some of their advice is used. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I'm very very surprised. My mentor is a very experienced person, very busy schedule, and she still always makes time for me. So I guess it it helps when when you're really invested.
0: Yes, and you mentioned that you have a company wide kind of good to know spreadsheet for people who are who are looking for such advice, and that also makes it seem like the organization is backing up this entire culture of of mentoring. So if we turn around and and look at you as a mentor, what is your approach to to mentoring either developers or other managers?
1: yeah, let's let's talk about developers because I probably do that a lot more. I mean, I'm I guess in in, in some ways I'm when you're a manager, you are in some ways a mentor, but of course you're one with authority, so that's mm-hmm. not an entirely fair comparison. And, and there are some times when 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 you just uh, when you typically mentor people outside of your team or, or or who are not related, but it's really easy to be a good mentor when your mentee tells you what they'd like to get out of this relationship, what skills they'd like to grow. So a good example is this is a bit bit reverse, but I, I for example I once noticed a person who was consistently just wasn't very good at writing readable code. Their code was 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 pretty just not nice. It was not on my team. But I ended up reaching out to this person because I'm this this is an area I'm, I'm really passionate about saying, like, hey, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, like code and, and, and writing better code is something you might be interested in, in doing better. Is this something that you'd like to talk about? And so I mm-hmm. kind of reversed this uh this this initial introduction, but that person was, and so like our topic was just getting better at, at writing readable code. And we spent our, our sessions talking about what the person has done. You really want that this other person to drive. So as a mentor, you're there to share your experience, your input, and give advice. But I think it's really important that you don't judge people. You're you're not as a mentor, you're not their their manager, which is also why I guess be, being being a manager and, and, and a mentor, you really want to separate those hats. Mm-hmm. But you're you're on their side. And you know, if they take your advice, that's great. If they don't take it, and then it becomes, I guess, after a while, it can become a frustrating relationship. I, I haven't uh, done that before, but maybe it's just not working in that case. But I think a good point on mentorship, the more focused you do, the better it is. If you have goals and, and if you know what you're trying to do, you can every now and then reflect on how things are going. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed this mentoring relationship because I saw week after week or every two weeks, this person just getting better uh, at things. And after a while, I ran out of things that I could share with them. Uh-huh. I thought they, they really upped their game and I told them so. And then we just decided, all right, well, this is great. You know, let's let's not catch up as frequently. And they got something valuable out of this relationship. And so did I. I got the fact that I was able to help someone and without giving too much direction. But another thing that I see with developers, so I see a lot of developers around me are mentoring other developers. Typically, more senior developers are mentoring more junior developers. And a lot of times the way this would look is, I, I know that I'm not a, a day-to-day developer myself. So I see someone struggling in some area and I say, let's say it might be architecture. It might be, uh, they're they're just not great at expressing their thoughts on how to build a product. So I say, hey, I think you could really use some help here. Why don't we go and try to find you a mentor? So I usually ask them, hey, make a list of, of think about people who they look up to, mm-hmm. who they typically know in the office or even outside of work. Uh, for from some things that it might be better inside, inside the company and then i give them tips on how to set up an introductory meeting i might also just reach out as a manager to this person saying hey this person on my team could really i think you'd be you would be fantastic to help them grow. so as a manager you can really help help there would you be open to talking with them and then they have an introductory meeting they typically have a regular uh, catch-up and uh, the only thing I, I ask is how how are things going so in this setup if you're a developer and, and another developer approaches you for for mentoring I think it's first of all it's fantastic uh, it might also be the first time this is happening because I, I know a lot of developers who are being approached for mentorship for the first time uh, mm-hmm. at Uber as well and, and some people are a bit overwhelmed or they don't know exactly what to do mm-hmm. I usually think about when you're trying to help someone as, as there's like three main things that you can do You want to assess where this person's expertise level is. And if they're absolute novice in in something, you can take the three approach of kind of more directing, more mentoring, or more coaching. Mm -hmm. So directing is when they've not done anything before and you're an expert and and you tell them, here's how you do it. Let's say, you know, someone approached you for, for mentorship just to become a better software engineer. And you say, all right, well, let's talk about what kind of problems you have. And they say, like, I really don't know how Git works. I'm absolutely stuck. And if they have no expertise, you you then tell them what to do. Like, all right, well, why don't you just you know do? Uh, here's how you do git pull. Here's how you do a uh, git merge, etc. You just tell them like do this and and, and do that. And, and but you want to only, only want to do that when that person has zero expertise. Or you know, I guess that's a bit of an extreme because new developer will, will, might probably know that. But it might be they might say like I'm having my first ever interview in terms of interviewing someone at a company. I've never done this before, and then they might tell you here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Once they're more experienced, uh, they have some experience. You really want to take a step back, and you want to guide them. So instead of telling them what to do, you often say you might ask them, "Hey, what what would you do?" Or here's what I did before, or here's my advice. But let's talk it through if it applies to your situation. And at that point, when you're mentoring, you should be really comfortable with that person not taking what you do or taking a slightly different approach. But it's nice when when they reflect on it. And then finally, there is a point where they're just better than you. They they know more more things about you and you actually cannot help them professionally so again back to that that question uh this person might tell you to with git i'm stuck with this really weird git bug Mm -hmm. and you're not a git expert yourself you actually have no clue how to solve it and then you start to coach them you just ask them it's a bit of a rubber ducky situation you ask them like hey what approaches have you tried uh what what have you ruled out What do you think the issue might be? And the interesting thing is anyone can can coach anyone. So some of the the leadership coaches or executive coaches or whatnot, they're, they're not often executives themselves, or they know how to help you. It's kind of a self-help thing. And if you, if you know about these three approaches, directing, mentoring, which is more guiding and coaching, you can really adjust your approach. And I, I usually try to start with the kind of the more like not selling approach with the more coaching approach. And, and when you see that that person might not have ex- expertise, you kind of go down. Because really, that, that's that's what I think what mentorship is about is, is building trust. If you have trust between two people, trust that the person who's mentored is sharing their problems and they know that they're not getting, they're, they're giving the space to grow. It's, it's about growth. Then this
0: will work really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that it's about trust. I am not a software engineer myself, so it might be... An interesting question coming from me, but like, what um, do you feel is the most interesting skill that they learn from you, or they come for you for mentoring?
1: For for me, for mentoring, um, I, I would say. Well, again, it, this this will always depend on where you're working at. Right now, the the skill that I would say mentor people most uh, is project management. It's interesting enough, when I joined Uber. So at my previous company uh, or two companies before at at Skype, we did Scrum at scale and I was a Scrum master and we had a lot of different projects. And at Skyscanner, I was a team lead and I had my my team and I uh, I had pretty strong opinions on how to just do efficient projects. And at, at Uber, we didn't have, or in my immediate area, people didn't have too much expertise with this. So th- this was an area where I just naturally became a mentor to people. I, I didn't want to do all the project management or, or leading of projects in fact i wanted other people to do this so i just ended up both teaching them mentoring them and in the end coaching them so i now have people who i think are better at running projects than myself and i, I don't have too much to add instead uh, so I, I just sit back and i i asked them like hey you know how how can you do this differently why do you think this is better where do you think you can still improve
0: wow this is really enlightening what are some of the mentoring challenges that you have encountered,
1: I guess the biggest mentoring challenge that I I see a lot of people encounter, and I've I've had it to some extent as well, is you start off with a, with a mentoring relationship, you you help people grow, but after a while, this this whole mentoring, it might get a bit tired. It might just start to wear down. You you both get less and less value from it. The person you start to get them really well, you start to get to know them really well. There's less and less to share, but you still meet up, let's say, every two weeks or so, but I think it's admitting that we're not, neither of us is getting too much from this. So the mentor might not be seeing too much much progress or or, or learning too much from the mentee because it's, it's a both-way relationship and the other way around as well. And just because of this convenience thing, and I mm-hmm. think having the courage to say, well, first of all, it's on the introductory meeting or or every now and then, I think it's good to talk about how do we reflect on how, how these things are, are going? Are, are we both enjoying it? Are we learning from it? Because... The thing to keep in mind is mentorship is about growth, but it should be growth on both sides. And it's an absolutely voluntary, voluntarily thing. So there's no company who has a mentorship program who, who, who can even make this mandatory. So it's important that both of you get something positive out of it. It, it needs to be a win-win. And sometimes it becomes like a neutral, neutral. It's, it's no longer positive, positive. And, and it takes a while for, for that. To, just to, first of all, put the finger on is there something missing? Can mm-hmm. can we actually be more focused, or should we just say now is the time to uh, stop this mentoring relationship? Makes you know it, it's great because we still know each other, but we might not need, need to make keep this kind of cadence. And for the mentee to find this a, a new mentor about something
0: else, mm-hmm. In a different area. We have covered a lot of the mentoring questions, but we haven't really talked about you know. What's the, what's the process behind all of this? Would you recommend the company create an entire department to help mentoring? Or or would you just let it emerge on its own? What is your advice?
1: Yeah, so, so this is, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I don't, think, I've not seen many companies do good mentorship programs. And this also includes Uber. I think it's, it's, it's still a work in progress. There's something, so that's good. But on the other hand, despite the fact that there's not much structure in in anywhere that I see, and and not even too many best practices, I I still hear people all the time talking about mentorship, uh, and how they they had a good mentor, etc. So I guess it is working. I I, I guess it just means that people do want this, and, and it is really valued but as as a company i think it's it's really important that so there's you know two ways that any any process can go it can go from the bottom all the way up or it can, can we'll go from top down when the ceo says we shall do this sorry from tomorrow and because mentoring is voluntarily neither of them will will fully work it, it it cannot just be fully organic because you might have some teams where people mentor each other but it will not spread to other parts but you also just cannot say like we will make this mandatory i so the number one thing that i've seen help a lot <laughs> funny enough is is what a company can can do to help is tie mentoring into performance meaning good mentoring happens at a lot of places but it often goes unrecognized and the most obvious place to recognize them is when you have your performance review when you have your promotion conversation when you have those kind of things i mean those are very material if mentoring there is not mentioned it it kind of becomes this like side project that some people will do some people will not do mm-hmm. so the number one thing that any company can do is is figure out what they what mentoring means to them and add it into whatever competencies they have. I mean if you're a mature company you probably have some sort of competencies where you measure people on what is expected from a junior, from a senior, from principal, et cetera. And mentorship mentorship should be there. So an expectation would be for example to get to the senior level is that you mentor people. Like to mm-hmm. me that a senior is, is someone who's open open to mentoring and, and they actually uh, do so. And the other way around as well, if, if you see a junior pe- person who's mentoring other people, you should recognize saying, wow, you're going above and beyond. You're actually showing some things that seniors do. Let's recognize you for that thing. So that's one of the best ways that companies can do. And then once you have that, leading by example is a great one for from the top, from, from, from managers. So it's nice if the CEO talks about what kind of mentors they have and who they're mentoring. I think this has really helped at, at Uber as well. One of my mentors reports is a CTO and she has, I think, four or five different mentees. So people are actually doing this. Some of the most busy people are making time for this and Mm -hmm. it trickles down because I talked about who my mentee is and and who I'm mentoring to other people as well. So that's the second one is just making sure that like like even the busy people take on mentees. And the third one is I think it's nice to have some sort of framework or making it easier to discover, especially when you're a big company. It's good when you you make it easy for people to put up their hands saying, I'm open to mentoring or, hey, I'd like to mentor. So you can do this at a company level at, at a big company, you know, do some sort of uh, website or, or whatnot or Google sheet or, or anything where people can sign up. And outside of a company, there's actually some really good initiatives. I think there's uh, a website called codingcoach.io and some other places where you can just mm-hmm. sign up as a developer and, mm-hmm. and you say, here's where I'm open to mentoring. And if you're a developer who's not mentored and you've got a couple of years experience, I really recommend starting there as well, because you can do that immediately. You don't need to wait for a company. And when you see opportunities both to be mentored or to be a mentee, it's, it's just taking that step, that kind of deep breath saying, hey, would you mind having a, a chat and you know, learning about these things? But I think companies have a long way to go still.
0: Sure, sure. That's very, very valuable advice. Thank you very much. I know that we are kind of running out of time, but I am greatly interested. You mentioned in the beginning that you are thinking about writing a book. If you don't mm-hmm. mind sharing a few words about that.
1: Yeah, so this one's really early on. So I, I, I've i I've, I've been mentioning to a couple of friends and, and colleagues, but one thing that, and this is to do with mentoring as well. So one thing that I've, I've noticed is as a manager, I try to help, people on my team grow so as a manager one of your biggest i think outputs is are your are people growing and are they getting better and better and better and of course is the team performing better but if you have better people the team will perform better first of all i've worked a lot as a software developer and i gained a lot of valuable experience and i worked for some really great people so the better people you work with the more you learn from so i I had a lot to learn and now i'm actually finding myself doing the opposite uh, of helping people become better software developers Uh, So I've had a pretty large team, uh, about 15 people. And I spent almost, well, every week, I I would sit with them and talk through how they can grow, where they can get better uh, with actionable feedback. And I've seen myself do a couple of repeated patterns. I start to give similar feedback to people in a couple of areas. Some people just need to get better at coding, some on architecture, some about communication. Some, Some people could do better to share their knowledge. And I've been struggling to recommend the book for them to say like, hey, why don't you why don't you look up here, here's some things where I think uh, what, what I see a, a great software engineer, is, uh, you know, so, some of their traits, some of some of their habits, some of the characteristics, and let's see what areas you'd like to grow instead of just, it's just me looking at them and kind of on top of my head saying, I think here's some place where you could get better. What do you think about it? So I'm thinking of putting something along these lines. So about the kind of modern pragmatic software engineering and. There are a lot of software engineering books, but the one thing that I find missing a little bit about them is I feel the engineering landscape has changed a bit in the past 10 years or so, five, 10 years, Uh, a couple of things have changed. So first teamwork is, is a lot more prominent. We, we, and remote teamwork, especially. So we have things like GitHub, Slack, Google Hangouts teams are more and more distributed and there's a lot of challenges so actually being a great software engineer communication is becoming really important on top of of course being competent second the industry luckily is starting to be a lot more diverse we're we're having a lot more people who are previously not working in this industry and like 10 or 20 years ago entered the industry and it's really important that we, we keep making this inclusive so again no one uh, 10 or 20 years ago uh, where some of uh, the the companies were looking for this brilliant engineer who just gets things done. And they called it the 10X engineer. There's a Twitter thread that's ridiculous who were just socially awkward. And honestly, they they bullied people. Uh, these days, those people, like you cannot be a good software engineer or considered a good software engineer if you have those, those traits. And again, a lot of people, like most people don't want to do this, but th- these are also skills that if, if you have it, it's absolutely coachable these days. And I, I, I don't see people around me like that. So I think a lot of things have changed. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking of putting together a bit of a, a guide and also just honestly sharing my personal expertise of what's worked for me at places like, like Uber or, or Skype or, or Microsoft. And uh, giving it a res- resource to people. So that's work in progress. I'll, I'll be publishing some related topics on my blog. And if people are interested in learning about more about this potential book or uh, my writing, that you can always subscribe on on my blog with your email and you'll just get uh, updates whenever something new comes out.
0: That's really exciting. Thank you very much. Um, I hope we can we can see the book sometime soon. Is there anything else that you would like to share on these topics or or anything that we haven't covered?
1: Yeah, so the the one thing I'd I'd like to add is is just one big advice I have for mentors. First of all, don't worry if you've never had a formal mentor. Uh, For about 10 years in my career, I didn't think I had a mentor. I had looking back, it kind of adds up, but I I was a bit intimidated when I first heard of mentoring and I thought, oh, my gosh, I never had a mentor. In fact, someone reached out for mentoring to me and I, I didn't know how to do it because I, I didn't think I did it. So it's totally OK. It's that's one thing. And the second thing is if you took that courage to, to ask for mentorship, because I, I truly believe anyone can use mentorship. I have mentorship. Uh, so I have mentors who are, are mentoring me and you've set up that relationship. Don't be afraid to seek out old mentors after a while, and after maybe six, like a couple of months, it's different. It could be a, it could be one or two months for some people, six months for some people. It's a year. Don't be afraid to say, you know what? I've learned so much from you, but I feel my learning is 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 not as fast. So maybe let's let's not catch up as frequently, and let's just make it a lot lot less informal. And at the same point, reach out to other people too uh, for, for mentorship. A really interesting, and by the way, just to the point of how. I guess new mentorship is is in the industry and in, in some regards my manager at Uber, who I, I really uh, look up to. So I, I, when I became a manager, I, I reached out to, to have a mentor uh, and six months afterwards, he actually told me that he's, he's never had a mentor himself. And he's so kind of jealous of, of me having such a great mentor that he reached out to my mentor to ask her to be his mentor. Wow. I like how there's a lot more talk about these things. I like how there's a lot more initiatives and, I think just taking it one step at a time. Figure out if there's an area that you'd like to grow. And if you see someone inspiring, just I think a mentorship is just growing, growing faster together with the help of someone. So good luck to everyone with this.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. So I guess we are at the end of our time. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that our listeners can take as much away from this as we can, because it's been it's been a really enlightening conversation. Thank you, Gay.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Thanks for staying with us. This was the Level Up Engineering Podcast by Apex Lab. Check them out at apexlab.io. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel, rate our content, and share your thoughts on this episode. See you next time.